Today, I'm talking with Riley Elliott, and I know she used to live in High Springs, but where do you live now? I'm in Williston. Okay, um, because you're working at a race or thoroughbred racing farm, whatever you want to call it, right? I was. I got hurt last year. I had to have shoulder surgery. So since then, I'm not working at the racetrack anymore, and I just started training barrel horses full-time. Okay, so funny story before we get started is um, I have a guy right down the road from my mom's house in High Springs who has racehorses, and he was always asking me to come ride, and my thought was, I said, well, Riley Elliott does it, and like, she's a pretty small girl, so if she can do it, I can do it. I was so wrong, Riley. Like, I lasted two days, and I got slammed in the dirt. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, it's so hard. It is really so hard. Like, I thought I could ride pretty good. You know, you get humbled real quick at the racetrack. Yeah, it's so scary. So, major kudos to you because I do know that you did it for a good while. So, I'm yeah, going to tell you that. Like, uh, three years, I worked for Hal Hatch. He taught me how to ride. And then I went to Susan Montaigne and, you know, did it for a while. But my shoulders couldn't hold up. I dislocated that thing like once a week. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I don't blame you for giving up. <laughs> don't feel like you're a quitter. <laughs> but anyway, Riley has so many accomplishments. Um, she's an NBHA Open and Youth World Champion, a state champion. Uh, she was the WPRA Junior Southeastern Circuit Champion. And now she's running with the big girls in the WPRA. Um, but the first thing I want to ask you is, what are you doing during this quarantine? Has your life kind of changed at all, or is it still going about the same? And, I mean, how are you dealing with not being able to go to barrel races and rodeos? Because I know that you have a bunch of young horses as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of nice to have the weekends off and not have to travel around <laughs> right now. I've got mostly two- and, and three-year-olds and, you know, just a lot of babies in training. So it's really given me a chance to catch up I didn't have many open horses running so it didn't affect me too much I just got everything broke everything going around a good set of barrels so I'm kind of enjoying the time at home and getting everything caught up right now how many horses like how many young horses are you riding right now oh gosh um I think I have like 11 outside horses in and then another five or six that are mine wow do you ride these horses every day or do you kind of like a schedule of you know every other day or something you know, it depends on how they're doing. You know, if they give me a really good day, I'll give them a couple days off. So it kind of goes in shifts. You know, I don't like to ride them seven days a week as hard as they go. If they if they need a little more work, they'll kind of get more pressure put on them and then back off when they come around. So I've got a girl named Madison Cummings from Vermont that comes and helps me during the week so we can get everything ridden. And, you know, it's, a, it's all day, every day, even when they're in shifts. Right. Now, you said that you don't have any open horses right now. What about, um, what's her name? Uh-huh. Kiki. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Kiki and oh, yeah. the other few. Yeah, so Kiki kind of was battling injuries on and off, on and off. And I actually, you know, bought my permit to go run some rodeos, got her back going good, uh, had her healthy, going great. Took her to one rodeo, the Newberry Rodeo. She place fourth I'm like oh yeah I'm, I got this I'm hitting the rodeo road we went to one more show and uh, she got hurt again you know just like a mild uh, tendon injury so mm. we're just breeding her this year she's earned her retirement she doesn't owe me anything so mm. she's kind of just a pasture pet right now and uh Shinies kind of have some on and off things going on, so she's just kind of hanging out too. So you know, they're they're just pets right now. So you really only have babies to ride right now, then? 
Yes, yes. I had two fraternity cults I was running, um, you know, at all the fraternities and taking them, but those were really the only things I had running. Mm -hmm. Now, I do know that you were planning a wedding, and bless your heart, because I'm planning one right now, too, and you had to move yours. When was your wedding supposed to be? April 18th. So we were two weeks away. Oh my gosh, that is so nuts. So, I mean, are you having to like change venues now that you've had to change um, dates or is anything going to be different now because of that? Well, thankfully our venue is really great about working with us. Mm -hmm. So they opened up the summer to kind of give us some dates. And uh, unfortunately, every date that I wanted fell on top of a big bail race. (laughs) We got pushed back to... August 1st, but we were really fortunate that all of our vendors for everything were available on that date, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't too bad, you know, it was the best of a bad situation, you could say. Right, and you know, when I got engaged, um, because everybody always told me how hard it was to plan a wedding, how stressful it was, I'm like, it cannot be that hard, I felt like everybody was being dramatic, Um, and then I started planning one, I'm like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, it's the worst. And I waited to the very last second to oh. do it all. And then it all got canceled on me. I'm like, that's what I get for procrastinating. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like me on a barrel race. I'm like, you just hire these people. You do this. You rent an arena. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Nope. It's not the same because people are planning their weddings like two years in advance. So even if you try to plan like a year in advance, everything's pretty much already taken. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing next week, let alone next year. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. So, anyways, um, I'm going to ask you about the like, riding the racehorses, but since you're not doing that anymore, I'm just going to delete those questions from here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also going to ask you about which horses you were taking to the rodeos. So, I guess now that they're kind of both, you know, hanging out in the pasture, what are your plans? Are you going to take a break from going to the rodeos again? Or do you have any backup horses or anybody to lend you one? You know, I, I never got the rodeo fever very much as it is. So, you know, Kiki's so gritty, so tough, and stand up on anything, would run anywhere you put her. So, you know, once she was kind of like out for the count, Shiny's a little bit more um, timid and just not that rodeo mentality kind of worse. Mm-hmm. It might be later down the road, but, you know, not now. And I just don't have the rodeo fever that I just want to go and run and try to season all these young horses. I really like the three-day shows. I like the maturities. So I'm happy with going there. If I get a horse down the road that I really think is going to – right now you went to a bunch of the rodeos when you were in the junior division um is there any difference in the way you feel from going when you're in the juniors to now that you're you know and with running with the big girls like do you get any more nervous or I mean probably not because you've won so much but is there any difference like do you feel like when you go now you're like oh god I gotta really step up my game you know, not so much. I think I've just ran so much, and I've ran so many horses everywhere we go. It's kind of like just another day at the office for me. Right. You know, you definitely get um, on the bigger stages. It, mainly for me, I feel that way at, like, the fraternity. Mm-hmm. You know, you see, like, the big trainers and those horses that you've watched run all year, and you're like, oh, that's so-and-so, and I love to watch the different people ride and everything. But I've just I've competed my whole life so when it comes down to like making that run it's just me and that horse and I just zone everything out right now how do you deal with I mean if you're riding 11 different horses they all I'm sure have to have different styles 
How do you manage getting on one horse and running and then going to another one that's got a completely different style? Like, does that ever kind of mess with you or are you just kind of focused right in on that horse and knowing exactly what to do with that horse? Oh. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Sorry, okay. I'm driving. Did you miss – do I need to repeat that? Yes, please. <laughs> now, like, when you, you ride so many horses – that how do you handle being able to go from one that has one style to go into another one that has a different, like, do you just, are you so good at zoning in on that particular horse and how you need to ride that horse? Or do sometimes you have trouble, like if you run a free running horse and then go to a push style? You know, I think that's another thing that really helped me at the racetrack is, is jumping on so many different horses and going from horse to horse to horse and, you know, quick pace, you'd learn just to kind of adjust. And mm -hmm. I found for me, like, I'm better the more horses I take. Like, I feel like my timing gets sharper. I can just really, like, feel that horse that I'm on. And I've just been so used to it. Like, if I go to a bail race with one horse or, you know, like a rodeo, I, I overthink that one horse and I screw up. I'm really? better when I have six, seven, eight horses to run. I feel like that's just kind of where I excel because I'm so used to riding so many different ones back to back, you know? Right. There, there's my problem. I'm going to have to tell my fiance that I need more horses so I can ride better. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we just definitely. need 10 more <laughs> and then I'll get it down. That's so funny. Now with your horses, I kind of want to ask you, Oh, actually first I want to ask you, sorry, I'm trying to jump or not trying to jump around. Um, when you were working at the racetrack, did you learn anything there um, just in general, that's kind of helped you with your barrel racing besides just the jumping from horse to horse? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like the racetrack to me is, you know, the most elite. I mean, the, the quality of horses, those are the best of the best. I mean, those are million dollar athletes and just like the general care, how they take care of them, how they wrap their legs, how they medicate them, just stuff like that is you know, something that you can't learn anywhere else, but when you're at that racetrack and, you know, the fitness and the mentality of horses on how they hold up under competition and just being around so many different horses and babies and older horses coming up through the ranks, you learn a lot just about horsemanship in general. Yeah. I always felt like that people that have race horses always have an advantage when they come to the barrel racing world because they are so good at taking care of their horses and knowing exactly what they need to do to make them fit and run good. So. Oh yeah. I mean, our barrel horses are cheap compared to those race horses. So everything, you know, that they do on those race horses is going to be the very best because those will be the best equine athletes they have, you know? So I just try to copy everything from, their perspective onto my barrel horses. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, I kind of want to know what you do during the week with your horses as far as, you know, like, kind of tell us what you do with your finished horses and your young horses. How often do you ride each one? How Which we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. But um, how often do they see the barrels? I mean, with your finished horses, do they never see the barrels and you just do exercise with them? What's that look like? So, you know, I, I really try to treat each horse as an individual, so they are all a little bit different. If I have a horse that's a little bit um, on the chunkier side, like Kiki, she would um, exercise four to five days a week, and she was real, you know, hot. She knew her job. She didn't need any barrels. Mm -hmm. You know, Shiny stays a little bit fitter, so I could ride her two to three days a week, and she does better with a little bit of slow work. And, 
you know, just change it up. I'll work circles on some of the ones that are more free running and strung out. They need a lot of collection work on some of the more push style horses. We'll do a lot of long trotting. It's just a lot of kind of give and take and adjustment depending on where they are in their training and kind of how they're doing. Right. Now, how old is Shiny now? Uh, 27. Okay. So do you, I mean, she's kind of solid now, but she's still kind of young. Um, do you still feel like you need to tune on her a little bit or do you feel like she's just solid and good to go now? She's a little better with some tuning, nothing crazy. She's just, um, kind of a more of a timid horse. So she needs a lot of confidence and I feel like for her, Going and trotting, slow loping the barrels, walking a couple days a week um, helps her confidence. So mm-hmm. it seems to do better for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same thing with like exhibitions with her. I'll take her there and exhibition her a little bit. And I feel like that just kind of helps her feel good about herself, you know, where Tiki never needed any of that. Mm-hmm. It just made her mad. She's like, leave me alone. <laughs> let me do my job. And, and that's it. So they're all so different. Right. Now, you ride a lot of BHR Frenchie Socks horses. Do you feel like that line of horses fits? you better than any other ones or is it just kind of like a coincidence that everybody sends you (laughs) that uh, line of horses so the more i can get in my barn the better Mm -hmm. you know i I, what i love about the frenchie socks and it just fits my style is that they're very sensitive so i think the biggest problem that people have with them is overtraining them so that works out great for me because i'm pretty light-handed the less you do with them really the better so and i just kind of let them be let them do their thing let them have their style and i feel like that's why they work the best for me right so it sounds like they all kind of have the same style pretty much then huh yeah yeah and i mean like i had the full sibling feeling and shiny both trained kind of differently they ran very differently but their mentality was the same and that was just give them some confidence show them what you want of them and they're gonna do it Right. Now, with your finished horses, do you ride in the same headgear at the house that you do at the barrel races or no? Not usually. The only exception to that rule is shiny. Shiny only likes an O-ring. Anytime I've tried to change it, it does not go well. She just likes her O-ring, and that is it. <laughs> Other than that, usually I have a schooling bit, and I have a, a running bit. I usually ride during the week in, like, an O-ring or a Loomis, something really light, and then, you know, they'll run in something a little more, usually. Mm-hmm. Now, you and your mom, I know, are super close, and you guys used to get all the barrel races together. Now that you're living in Williston, does she miss you so much? <laughs> well, she also lives in Williston, like, oh, okay. three miles down the road, Oh, never mind. She doesn't have to. So does she come over a lot and help you ride? Yes. Yes. So she's been my soul cleaner this week. (laughs) We're actually on the way to go get food now. But yeah, so she's over about every day. She's going to let her out of the barn. You know, oh. that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's so funny. So what are your goals for this year? I had on my notes rodeo goals, but it doesn't sound like that's what you're kind of going into. So as far as like fraternities and that kind of stuff, what do you want to get done with your horses this year? So I have a group of, um, I feel like, pretty nice horses for next year. So um, I got them rolling a pretty good set of barrels. So really aiming for those 2021 fraternities is kind of what I'm looking for right now. Hopefully this quarantine lifts soon where I can haul them a little bit. That's my only concern with them getting behind. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing what I can to kind of get them ready and and get them on their toes. So I've got enough of them this year that I can actually kind of go and 
hit the boot if they're going to be that caliber of horses. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. <laughs> so, okay. How many horses do you have in your own that are maturity horses? Um, for next year, gosh, I have, I own half of two of them and then I have a four-year-old, um, for next year. Okay. So when these horses kind of start getting a little bit older, will you sell them or will you keep them and kind of see what they can do with the open barrel races? You know, since I've decided I wanted this life as a a horse trainer, they (laughs) will have to be sold at, you know, some point to kind of keep me going, um, if they need a little bit more time, they may run up until, you know, they're five or six. But if I feel like they're solid as four-year-olds and they're ready to go on and make somebody a winner, then I'll let them go a little earlier. Yeah. But that's the ultimate goal is for them to go on to somebody else. Right. Listen up, Radio Girls. When she's done with them, you need to buy them from her. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, well, I'm going to let you jump off here so you and your mom can go get lunch. But thank you so much for getting on here. This was fun. And I will look forward to watching you and your horses just like I always do. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later, girl. All right. Bye-bye.